Good morning, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, summer has arrived. Many who did travel during the pandemic rediscovered the fun of roughing it in the great outdoors, and camping continues to be just as popular into the summer of 2022. Sure will be great weather for a dip in the pool this weekend, but make sure you think about water safety before jumping in. We have great grilling recipes for your Memorial Day cookout from Kyra's Kitchen. And the Memorial Day weekend always begins with National Poppy Day today. Do you know why? It all goes back to the true meaning of the holiday. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Friday, May 27, 2022. Memorial Day weekend kickoff of the uh, summer season, of course, graduation season uh, this year uh, or this uh, weekend as well kind of really kicks into high gear. Start to have those uh, commencement exercises, graduation parties, uh, all of that going on. And uh, you ever wonder why uh, the tradition is that you give money to the graduates? Isn't that what you always do? You give them a card, you put a $20 bill or a $50 bill even or something like that, and depending on how well you know someone, right? Um, but it seems like money, that's the traditional gift for uh, graduation. And that is probably because college students have no money. And <laughs> here, here is a, a new poll I saw. This was uh, commissioned by Neighbor.com. Finds that one in five college students have less than $100 in the bank. Um <laughs> One in five has less than 100 bucks. Um, Six in 10 have less than $1,000. And nearly half have absolutely no money. Uh, Either have no bank account at all or a bank account with no money in it. Um, Interestingly, though, it says here in the poll, younger college students in the survey were more likely to have money in the bank than their older classmates. Um. And I think that's probably because they got all of that cash for high school graduation, right? They they haven't burned through that yet. (laughs) But if you've ever wondered why we give money to (laughs) high school graduates because college kids don't have any money. Uh, Let's see. With the uh, start of summer, it is amusement park season. Of course, uh, Cedar Point and Kings Island, they've been open for a while now. Have you made your trip yet? For many people, it's Memorial Day weekend. It really is the uh, kickoff. Uh, This is kind of interesting. A a story out of Canada's Wonderland, the amusement park in Ontario uh, that is incidentally owned by Cedar Fair, which is Cedar Point's parent company. So guests at Canada's Wonderland uh, got a double whammy of... uh, uh, unfortunate things happening when have you ever gone to a, uh, an amusement park and everything gets shut down because of storms, right? Well, that, that happened, uh, at, uh, Canada's wonderland last Saturday, they had some storms. They had to uh, shut down the rides. <laughs> it was the problem. There were, uh, people on the big roller coaster there at the time. Uh, so it's kind of a, a double whammy of things. Uh, guests found themselves, Stuck on the behemoth roller coaster. Uh, It was really a crazy scene. Riders who had waited in a very long line for the coaster strapped in. They're ready to go. And they get started 
and the storm rolls in and the power cuts out and they're trapped. <laughs> they can't get them off the ride, but, but they can't run the ride and the storms are coming in. They were, uh, I guess, evacuated. According to the, uh, the company, they were evacuated about 30 minutes later, but they were strapped in their, in their uh, cars of the uh, coaster exposed to the elements. As the storm rumbles through for like a half hour until they could get them out. Oh my goodness, that would be. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine having to uh, <laughs> wait the storm out on the ride? I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Uh, let's see. What else is, uh, is going on? This is kind of interesting. Uh, I thought this was a novel idea. Um. I mean, you can make of this what you will. It is, depending on how you feel about lawmakers trying to do something, quote-unquote, do something about uh, the uh, violence in this country in the wake of the uh, school shooting in Evalde, Texas, uh, this week. Uh, Congressman Emanuel Cleaver of Missouri, he's a Democrat, has proposed legislation that would withhold pay of congressional members following mass shootings. The No Pay Until Peace Act would withhold one month's paycheck each month that there is a mass shooting in the United States. I guess as an uh, impetus to, quote unquote, do something about it. Now, I don't know. Everybody has their own opinions as to what should be done about this. And I don't want to go into the, all the politics. Of it, but I thought this was a rather interesting idea. You know, withhold the salary of those in Congress uh, for one month following each mass shooting. Of course, now, keeping in mind, so far, statistically, there have been more than 200 mass shootings this year, uh, as uh, defined by, what is that, the uh, Center on Violence or something along those lines. <laughs> so, so they wouldn't be getting a whole lot of money for a while, but... Was kind of interesting. What you think about that? Certainly one of the uh, buzzworthy stories of the day. And of course, uh, Memorial Day weekend, as we know, uh, is the start of summer vacation season. And uh, this is the third year that the panic uh, that the pandemic has uh, altered or derailed vacation plans for Americans. Now there is an extra element making it difficult for some of us to take that much needed time off. It's not so much the pandemic anymore this year. It is inflation. A survey of 2,000 adults conducted for the RV rental business Outdoorsy finds that 56% of respondents doubt they will be able to take a vacation this year due to rising costs, even though 58% say they have been setting aside cash to enable them to, to hit the road. We've been saving for this, but... Inflation has outpaced our savings, is basically what they're saying. The average amount that folks in the poll say that they have saved for vacation is $1,237, but 72% of them, uh, that has dwindled, not just because $1,200 doesn't go as far uh, for a vacation as it used to, but because they've had to dip into that vacation savings in order to pay for just everyday stuff, the bills, food, gas, everything else on the everyday. 
33% of those in the poll say they have cut their overall spending because of inflation. Of the 70% of respondents who say they are still planning to take a vacation, inflation or not, 32% are planning more modest activities in order to save money. Uh, 58% are staying closer to home. 43% thought this was interesting, say they are considering vacationing with friends in order to save money. So by splitting costs. So there you go. Kind of interesting stuff there. Some of the uh, most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your TGI Friday morning started as we head into the holiday weekend. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather, a chance of showers and storms today. Showers and storms also possible tonight, a low around 60. Two people were injured in a two-car crash at an intersection just northwest of Finley when one of the drivers ran a stop sign. The crash happened at the intersection of County Road 140 and Township Road 95. The impact sent one of the cars into a nearby field. The Hancock County Sheriff's Office says both drivers were taken to Blanchard Valley Hospital for their injuries. Investigators say impairment is not suspected to have been a factor in this accident. You can see video on the website. The recall of Jif peanut butter products is growing. The initial voluntary recall by Ohio-based Smucker was expanded due to potential salmonella poisoning. The products being recalled were made at the J.M. Smucker Company facility in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm Lisa Taylor. The mayor of Toledo says his city is taking a big step in reducing gun violence. The mayor says Operation Clean Sweep is a combined effort between local, state, and federal law enforcement targeting people who are prohibited under federal law from having guns or who use guns in a violent crime or while breaking drug trafficking laws. The mayor says Operation Clean Sweep will be in effect over the holiday weekend. Get more on the website. The Finley High School class of 2022 will be receiving their diplomas this weekend. Join me in moving our tassels from the right to the left. Congratulations. That was last year's valedictorian, Trinity Lee. This year's commencement will look different than last year's, which was held outside at Donnell Stadium. This year, Finley's commencement will return to its usual location at the Kaler Center at the University of Finley beginning at 10 o'clock Saturday morning. Memorial Day weekend is the unofficial beginning of boating season in Ohio. The Ohio Department of Natural Resources says officers will be out patrolling the state's lakes and rivers over the weekend. ODNR says boat owners need to ensure their boats are ready for the water. And of course, boaters should always be sober and always wear a life preserver. Get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Matt Demchek with 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. So as we head into the Memorial Day weekend, a reminder this morning of what it is truly about. The Friday before Memorial Day, the lead-in to the weekend, is National Poppy Day. You see it every year, people wearing a red poppy on their lapel, but do you know why? With us this morning is American Legion Auxiliary National President Kathy Daudestel. And uh, Kathy, I'll, I'll let you explain what is National Poppy Day. Absolutely. National Poppy Day, which is always the Friday before Memorial Day, is it just a day that the American Legion Auxiliary uses to spread the word about the poppy and what it means. To us, the red poppy not only stands for sacrifices made for freedom, but it also shows the hope and pride we have in our country and those who defend that freedom. 
It's a simple yet powerful symbol that says, we won't forget those who died, and we are very grateful to those who are still serving our country today. So, again, in much the same vein as Memorial Day, and this dates all the way back to World War I, how did the American Legion Auxiliary become involved with National Poppy Day? Kind of give us some of the backstory here. Sure. It was actually um, largely in thanks to a lady named Moina Michaels. She had read a poem by Lieutenant John McCrae about the beauty of red poppies growing on the battlefields of Flanders Field during World War I. She was so touched by the picture this poem painted that she vowed to never let fallen soldiers be forgotten and decided to wear a red poppy in their honor. We actually adopted the red poppy as our memorial flower in 1920, and our mission has always been to care for veterans, active duty military, and their families, so we totally embraced it. And now we dedicate the Friday before Memorial Day as National Poppy Day and use it as a special day to get the word out about the poppy and what it means. I think we're all familiar with the uh, poem about Flanders Fields and uh, obviously uh, very important to you and to your organization, the uh, overall mission of the American Legion. Yes, yes. The American Legion Auxiliary is a community of volunteers that serve veterans, military, and their families. We also support the mission of the American Legion in improving the quality of life for our veterans. We have over 500,000 members across the country. We volunteer millions of hours annually and raise millions of dollars in service to veterans, active duty military, and their families. We were founded in 1919, and we're one of the oldest patriotic membership organizations in the USA. Such uh, incredibly generous and important work uh, that you do. How do we then show our support? What can we do uh, to uh, join in in this? The simplest way you can do that is by wearing a red poppy on Friday, May 27th, and telling everyone why you are doing so. And if you don't have a red poppy, you can find them by contacting any local American Legion post and asking them where they would be distributing them. In many communities, our members will be at your local stores in the upcoming days distributing poppies. And just for clarification, we don't ever sell poppies. We, we happily take donations, but even if you don't make a donation, you can receive a poppy. And I just want to let you know that all donations that we collect are used to assist with veterans and in veteran services. Again, American Legion Auxiliary National President Kathy Daughter still with us uh, this morning. You actually have a website uh, all about National Poppy Day. Where do we find that? That would be at poppydayusa.org, and that is where you'll find out more about the Poppy and Poppy Day. But you can also go to alaforveterans.org, and that's where you'll find out more about the American Legion Auxiliary and our many programs. Obviously, we will have that linked up at our webpage as well. Kathy, thanks very much for taking the time and uh, certainly uh, wishing you and all of yours the best National Poppy Day and uh, this Memorial Day weekend. Thanks very much. Thank you for the opportunity and have a great day. Well, it looks like the weather is going to be ideal for the start of the summer season this Memorial Day weekend. And joining us this morning is emergency medicine physician and American Heart Association medical expert, Dr. Annie Ahrens, with important water safety tips. Talk about preventing accidents, learning CPR, what to do in the event of an emergency. Talk about, first of all, why this is so important, because I can hear some folks say, hey, my kids know how to swim, so we're all good. 
Yeah. You know, it's so important. You know, drowning is actually the second leading cause of death for children ages one through four. So it's so important for parents, caregivers, and really people of all ages to know basic water safety. As we know, the exposure to water-related activities, of course, increase as we get into the summer months. Right. Uh, So how do we make sure that we are keeping kids safe this summer? Sure. You know, there's a few basic steps you can take, you know, one of which, of course, is to learn CPR. So make sure that you learn yourself and the teacher whole family CPR, especially that hands-only CPR. Some other things that you can do, especially to be safe around the water, is to learn how to swim. You know, learning how to swim yourself, teaching your kids how to swim is just another fun thing that you can do this summer. If you're around a pool or you have a pool at your home, make sure that that pool is secure. You don't have a fence that surrounds it on all sides that's about four feet high that have automatic closing gates behind you. Another important thing, if you're out on the boat, I'm based in Minnesota, so we love being out on the lake. Right. You know, wearing your life jacket, wearing your life jacket while you're out on the boat, you know about half of boat-related deaths can actually prevented, be prevented just by wearing your life jacket. You know, another part of that, part of that water safety, teaching water safety while you're at the pool, keeping it clear of toys, and then having that family safety plan that includes teaching everybody that hands-only CPR. You know, uh, you bring up a good point. I think it's worth underscoring that it's certainly important to recognize that we're talking uh, about not only backyard swimming pools, uh, but also community pools, kiddie pools, a trip to the lake, really any body of water uh, is uh, potential for danger. Absolutely. And if, heaven forbid, we do encounter some sort of an emergency, what then? What do we need to, obviously, the first thing is to kind of keep our, our wits about us and, and uh, you know, keep calm so we can react in the right way. But what is the right way? Absolutely. You know, you raise a really good point. Those situations can be so stressful and so scary. So having kind of a plan ahead of time can actually be really helpful. So, you know, the American Heart Association recommends, first, of course, you call 911. And while help is on the way to you, if, for example, it's a drowning, they recommend that you administer rescue breath along with chest compression. You know, any cardiovascular emergency this summer, it's important that you learn that hands-only CPR. And as you mentioned, of course, we're in public places like public pools. So take a minute to look around yourself. See if you can locate an AED or an automated external defibrillator. That, along with hands-only CPR, can really save some lives this summer. You know, it also brings up a, a good point that if we are uh, in a, a, at a, you know, the city pool or, or somewhere uh, where there are, say, lifeguards involved, don't want to let that uh, lull us into a false sense of security. We still have to uh, make sure that we uh, keep our guard up as well and not rely on those. Uh, look at that as an extra added layer of security, not the be all and end all. Absolutely, absolutely. Being prepared yourself is the most important thing. Again, uh, Dr. Annie Ahrens uh, is an emergency medical physician and American Heart Association medical expert talking about safety. During this season where we're around the water in whatever form it may take, where do we get more information, more safety tips? So for more information about learning hands-only CPR and keeping yourself and your family safe this summer around the water, you can visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR. And we will link that up on our webpage as well. Dr. Arns, thanks very much for taking the time. And here's to a happy and safe summer. Hey, thank you. 
Well, you know, over the course of the past couple of pandemic years, many families that did travel did so the old-fashioned way, roughing it in the great outdoors. And what is interesting is that this trend wasn't just a flash in the pan. Camping remains just as popular post-pandemic as it was during it. Aaron Stender is Chief Marketing Officer at Camp Spot. Aaron, what are some of the latest camping trends that you see right now heading into this summer of 2022? Well, you've said really one of the most important ones that we continue to monitor, and I have three trends to share. But the first is, as you mentioned, camping continues to be on the rise. In 2021, over 700,000 campers booked campsites through CampSpot, which is a leading online booking platform and mobile app for reserving premier RV resorts, family campgrounds, cabins, glamping options, and more. And we added over 700 new campgrounds to our online marketplace. Second, private campgrounds are helping more people visit national parks. 54% of campers listed visiting a national or a state park as a top reason for camping this summer. But because they're so popular, national park campsites are increasingly difficult to reserve. But fortunately, private campgrounds are increasing the accessibility to our national parks. Campgrounds within 30 miles of a national park on Camp Spot, for example, have seen reservations more than double year over year. Mm. And lastly, 96% of campers say that camping improves their mental health. 91% said relaxation is the main reason to even go camping. So camping is really a lifestyle and one that travelers are using more and more as a lifeline to take a time out from our busy and hectic lives. And as you alluded to, one of the things that we should point out, we talk about people roughing it in the great outdoor. Roughing it is a relative term. Uh, and one of the uh, trends that we have seen over the past couple of years, especially, is people kind of redefining what roughing it means to them. And it could mean everything from pitching a tent to, as you said, glamping. So true. I mean, that concept of what we all think of when we say camping is completely evolving. And there are now options across the board. You can absolutely still have that kind of traditional organic experience of throwing the tent down and just gazing under the night sky. But there are so many other options now from RVs and RV site types to cabin types to a lot of glamping options as well. There yeah. really is something for everyone. Now, uh, you have recently launched at Camp Spot the Camp Spot Outdoor Almanac. Tell us a little bit more about this. We did. And one of the things that's fun to know about our community members is that they're not just campers. They're really outdoor enthusiasts. And in our research, we felt like a single source of truth for all things outdoors was missing. So we developed the Camp Spot Outdoor Almanac to serve our outdoor enthusiasts with key information, dates, major events, and insights about all of their favorite outdoor activities, camping included. And we partnered with Pinterest to bring the first edition to life because more than 63 million people engage with travel-related content on Pinterest every single month. So together, we wanted to help as many people turn inspiration into actual camping trips. So what are some of the uh, topics, some of the things that you cover in this uh, summer-fall issue for 2022? Our inaugural edition has eight sections, which were inspired by our campers and all of their favorite things to do while camping. So, for example, 51% of campers said that fishing is one of the reasons they even go camping. So we have a fishing section where we share general fishing data, popular fishing dates and upcoming events, and expert tips like how to fish like a pro. One of my favorite sections is the stargazing section, since we know that 51% of campers love to just see the night sky 
And in this section, we share upcoming celestial dates for stargazing, a moon and a constellation guide for June through November of this year, and expert advice on how to identify and spot constellations. Okay. Uh, really some terrific. It sounds like it's perfect for someone who's looking for a little inspiration or maybe venturing out uh, for the first time and still is a little unsure uh, of um, you know how to make this work and uh, maybe get a little practical advice there as well. That's right. You know, there's so many unknowns and uncertainties when it comes to camping. We're hoping to help reduce some of those by offering tips, advice, and then ideas on where to go camping. So where do we learn more about the uh, Camp Spot Outdoor Almanac? You can download a free copy of the Outdoor Almanac by visiting campspot.com slash about slash outdoor dash almanac. And on this landing page, you're also able to enter your mailing address if you want, and we can send you a free hard copy of our next edition, which is coming up this winter. We hope the Outdoor Almanac inspires listeners to book their next camping adventure on campspot.com or download our mobile app, which is free and available on any of your preferred app stores. All right. We will link up to it on our webpage as well, so you can check that out there. Aaron Stender, again, Chief Marketing Officer at CampSpot with us this morning. Aaron, thanks very much. Happy camping. Thanks. Same to you. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veteran Services. <laughs> Little kids will do the darndest things. Uh, this is a story out of uh, merry old England where a uh, mom uh, by the name of Amy Sanderson had to take her three-year-old daughter to the emergency room after the child managed to get her head stuck through her pink toilet seat. <laughs> Miss Sanderson explained that the child is currently in the process of potty training and used the bathroom while Amy prepared dinner. Uh, when uh, she first saw what happened, she thought the seat would just slide right off. But when all of her attempts to remove the seat failed, she, she took the child to the emergency room where uh, doctors took a uh, little over an hour to remove it. She got her stuck. She had her head stuck pretty good. Amy said it took three people to remove the seat as one held the child. The other one covered her eyes to prevent anything from getting into her eyes. And another of uh, the uh, doctors worked on removing it. The child was absolutely fine after the seat was removed, but I would think needed a bath. You know, you would have to <laughs> give a good, give a good cleaning. and get a toilet seat stuck around your head. <laughs> Every parent of a toddler can relate. It's not always... Uh, children that get strange things get their heads stuck in strange things. Veterinarians at the New England Animal Medical Center had to save a bearded dragon whose head was caught in a SpongeBob toy. Uh, the uh, staff at the Animal Center were surprised when a pet lizard named Randy was brought in with a pineapple house on his head. <laughs> Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Uh, SpongeBob, of course. And in this case, Randy the Bearded Dragon. A Facebook post from the uh, center showed some of the uh, pictures of Randy's predicament and wrote that it was the cutest emergency they ever had. They were able to break open the toy, free the lizard without injuring uh, the, uh, the reptile. Randy is now back home and will not be making any more trips under the sea anytime soon. <laughs> That's good. 
A <laughs> uh, really strange home invasion in New Jersey on Wednesday evening. Authorities say uh, that they were called to a uh, the site of a uh, home invasion. Suspects were shouting at police officers when they arrived at the scene, and they freely admitted that they broke into the home and assaulted the family. The investigation revealed that the group tied up the men and woman who lived at the home, took away their phones, started changing the locks on the front door, and removing the items from the home. One of the victims was eventually able to free himself, get to his phone, and call for help. Here's the crazy part of this story. It turns out that the burglars, or the the home invaders in this case, were not quite burglars per se they were hired by the owner of the home so he could evict his tenants without going through the legal process <laughs> wow that that's a serious eviction right there broke, them, <laughs> broke into the home tied them up <laughs> and started removing their stuff from the house uh the uh, landlord now has to go through an entirely different legal process as it turns out Along with the five men uh, who broke into the home, uh, they are also facing charges. That's crazy. Man is in custody on suspicion of carjacking an elderly woman while she was feeding homeless people in Redlands, California. This is this is just throw the book at this guy. Police said the 81-year-old woman was handing out meals from the trunk of her car when the suspect swiped her keys, jumped in the driver's seat and took off surveillance footage shows the suspect driving off while the woman's hand was still in the car. Well, she was, it was in the car door. She was trying to get the guy to get out of the, out of her car. The woman knocked to the ground, but not injured. Thank goodness. LAPD officers later found the stolen car and arrested Roberto Carlos Sanchez jr. Uh, he has, uh, he is being processed at the detention center in San Bernardino for suspicion of carjacking, and they threw in a charge of elder abuse as well. Well, good for them. I hope they throw the book at that guy. I mean, come on. You steal someone's car while they're feeding the homeless. How low do you have to be? And finally, in the broken news this morning, this on the lighter side, Ashley Kennedy. Uh, she's from Scotland. This is a story out of Scotland. Ashley Kennedy said she had been joking with her fiance about how funny it would be to include an amusing job title on their son's birth certificate. So they were about to have the, have a baby. And apparently in England, I don't know that you have to do this in this country, but in England, when they uh, fill out the birth certificate, they ask not only the parents' names, but the parents' occupations. And so they were kind of talking about how funny it would be to include an amusing job title. Uh, she says, when the time came, she ended up giving her real occupation, which was college student. But her uh, fiance <laughs> said he was a chocolatier. <laughs> He's not, of course. Uh, she posted the story on TikTok where she showed a photo of the birth certificate to prove that she wasn't making this up. 
She said when he said it out loud to the hospital worker to have it put on the form, she was embarrassed. But at the end of the day, she said, to be fair, it's kind of a good story. (laughs) They had talked about uh, using astronaut or neurosurgeon, (laughs) but he ended up going with chocolatier. Uh, It is a funny story that uh, you get to share with your your son later in life when he asks about that, I'm sure. There you go. Uh, That is today's broken news report. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. This message provided by WFIN. And now your daily download, the numbers behind the news, the statistics that shape our lives. And if you are hosting a Memorial Day barbecue this year, ooh, might want to brace yourself for the cost. The Bureau of Labor Statistics April Consumer Index rose 8.3% compared to April's 2021 number and includes the cost of food rising 9.4% and the at-home food category up 10.8%. When it comes to individual food items, some of which may be on the menu for your Memorial Day cookout, the price of bacon jumped the most year over year at 17.7%, followed by chicken legs, bone-in chicken legs, which increased 16.4%. The price of ground beef also increased 16.4%, while the price of uncooked beef steaks uh, jumped 11.8%, and the price of hot dogs, you think, oh, I'll just throw some hot dogs on the grill, well, those are up 6.2%, all, of course, due to inflation. To break it down further, a pack of hot dogs cost $3.81 in April of 2021, In April of this year, $5.22. Cost of 100% ground beef jumped from $4.10 to $4.92. The cost of bacon was $6.22 last year, $7.42 this year. The good news in all of this, if there is any good news, is that the cost of certain items either did not increase or maybe actually declined very slightly but roughly the same include the cost of strawberries fresh strawberries red and white wines and tomatoes (laughs) so if you can figure out how to go with if you're just going to serve strawberries tomatoes and red and white wine at your uh, cookout, then you're fine. It'll uh, not cost you any more than last year. But anything else <laughs> that you're likely to throw on the grill, uh, you're going to pay more for this year. Uh, not a real shock or surprise, I know, but there you have the numbers for what it's worth. 
And now, once again, to wrap up the week, as always, my wife, Kyra, has joined us in the studio with another collection of recipes from Kyra's Kitchen. (laughs) Very good morning to you. Good morning. And uh, this week, obviously, with Memorial Day weekend coming up, what is more American than a good old-fashioned backyard barbecue cookout? And uh, if you've got, if you're hosting a cookout, we've got a a great uh, recipe here. For the grill. For the grill. If you are maybe going someplace and maybe it's a little potluck, you have to uh, bring a dish. Got a... uh, delicious pasta salad mm-hmm. you made this the other mm-hmm. uh, and took the it other to week. our family reunion yeah exactly last yep. week so uh, yep and that's the nice thing about this one because there's no mayonnaise or anything like that right yeah you don't have so. to worry about it and then of course a uh, scrumptious dessert so we'll get to uh, all of that starting with the easy grilled chicken drumsticks yes so two pounds of chicken drumsticks uh three tablespoons of butter two teaspoons of salt one teaspoon of pepper one teaspoon of garlic powder, one teaspoon of chili powder, and one teaspoon of onion powder. So prepare your grill uh, to a medium-high heat. Uh, Mix your salt, pepper, chili powder, garlic powder, and onion powder together in a small bowl. Uh, Lightly coat the chicken and drumsticks uh, with the butter. Sprinkle the seasoning mixture on the chicken. Grill on on direct heat for about 30 minutes, uh, depending on the size of your drumsticks, and flip them every 10 minutes. The first time you flip them, if it doesn't want to release, then just let it sit there for a little while longer. It just means that it's just not quite ready to be okay. flipped. So All just, right. you don't want to tear that skin. Right. You want to keep that yummy skin. So, um, so if it doesn't want to release, wait a few minutes, um, and then um, you can douse it with some more butter if you want and some more seasoning, depending on what you like, through the cooking process. Then when it's all, once it's all done, remove from the grill, allow the chicken to rest for at least five minutes or so, then serve and enjoy. Mm, that is good stuff. It We've is. done the uh, grilled chicken drumsticks. Yes. A uh, number of times, and it is yummy. One of my favorites. Yeah, uh, might have to do that this weekend. <laughs> may have to now that you <laughs> now that you yummy. mention it. <laughs> uh, the aside is an Italian pasta salad, as you mentioned. Yes. This is perfect if you've got a potluck to go to and you need to bring a dish because, yeah. like you said, there's nothing that uh, will, will spoil, spoil in yeah. this one. Yeah. Yep. So this is actually a recipe from uh, one of my co-workers, Elaine, um, and uh, it's really good. It's one 12-ounce box of bowtie pasta, one 16-ounce roasted red pepper Italian dressing, a half a cup of McCormick salad supreme seasoning, small red onion chopped, uh 30 of your pepperoni slices chopped, one cup of banana peppers chopped, and one eight-ounce package of shredded Italian blend cheese. I tell you what, that just uh, grabbed me a half a cup of the uh, seasoning. Yes, that's I a, know. That's quite it's, a bit. It's, but it's it, it's a type of seasoning that it also has sesame seeds in it and, okay. and, and different stuff in it. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of so, seasoning. It is, so. but it it's really good. So in a large pot or boiling water, prepare pasta according to your directions on your box. Mm-hmm. Drain and spray with cold water to stop the cooking process. Place the pasta in the bowl, add all the ingredients except for the shredded cheese and combine. 
refrigerate for at least two hours or if not overnight uh, get that flavor in there right then uh, right before serving add your cheese and toss and if you have to add a little bit more of your dressing if it dries because sometimes that pasta will soak up that salad dressing mm-hmm. so the next day if you're serving it the next day you may need to add a little bit more dressing okay just your Italian dressing so to uh, it. scotch uh, more dressing yes. and then the cheese uh, that you top on there top. toss it all yep. together and, and you're, then you're good you're to, ready go. to go yeah uh, and then for dessert, it's a blueberry angel food cake. Yes. So one angel food cake, a uh, pre-made cake or a box mix or however you li- like to make your, do your angel food cake. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you start with the cake. Yeah. Start and, with the cake. You know, that's so pretty much self-explanatory. A made cake, a right. baked cake. So 21 ounces of blueberry pie filling, one package of four ounce instant vanilla pudding mix, one and a half cups of milk, one cup of sour cream, and eight ounces of Cool Whip. So cut your angel food cake into cubes about one inch size. Layer half of the cake pieces evenly in the bottom of a nine by nine inch cake pan. Spread two thirds of the blueberry pie filling evenly over the cake. Layer the last half of the um cake cubes over the blueberry pie filling then in a medium bowl mix together your pudding mix your milk and your sour cream until smooth for about two minutes or so spread it evenly over the top of the cake then spread the cool whip evenly over top of the of your uh pudding mm-hmm. uh, layer then drop and spread the rest of the blueberry pie filling over the top so you've got like layers right that's pretty much what you're doing is layering everything up right place in the fridge and let chill for about four to five hours before serving and then enjoy now here's uh here's the thing and um i just had this thought mm-hmm. uh, because you're talking about the layers mm-hmm. you're using the vanilla pudding mix mm-hmm. what if you added some like red food coloring to that oh. wouldn't wouldn't change yeah. the flavor right but it would make it more red for white and blue red white and blue you've got for, the blueberries yeah. you've got the white cool yes. whip and then you've got yep. the good the idea bread. honey i mean you can <laughs> you could probably use like a cherry pudding yeah, or, a, or a, a strawberry right or for that matter you could probably use cherries or strawberries mm-hmm. or something like that yeah you could use any uh, instead of the pudding right uh, mm. That's what I'm. That's why I'm wondering. Yeah. Would that be too much? I'm not. Yeah. You know, I don't know. With, with the fruit. No, I like the idea of the food but, coloring. Though. Yeah, if you yeah. add the food coloring, yeah, to your, then it doesn't your change the flavor, mm-hmm. and you've still got the the same flavor. And then you got the the but white. you've got the red, white, and blue. Yeah, the red, white, and blue uh, going that, on there. Uh, yeah, as well. Yeah. So something Good you might idea. want to try uh, that way as See, well. So you could help me in the kitchen See, if you really wanted to. I've got all of to. these great ideas. <laughs> I. I can't do it, but I've got all these great ideas. Yes, you can. Anyway, (laughs) I'm just full of it. Uh, So there you go. The uh, recipes for the easy grilled chicken drumsticks, the Italian pasta salad, and the blueberry angel food cake dessert. And those are posted on the Kyra's Kitchen Facebook page at Kyra's Kitchen WFIN. So if you haven't liked her Facebook page yet, make sure you get there and do that. Uh, Also, we've got the recipes shared on the WFIN Facebook page. You can find them there. And, of course, linked up at goodmornings.net as well. And uh, once again, if you have any uh, ideas for uh, taking one of these recipes and maybe switching it up a little bit, kind of making it your own, you want to share, by all means, you can do that. If you've got a recipe you want to share, you can share it to the uh, Facebook page. Again, like the Kyra's Kitchen Facebook page, and you can post it there, or you can uh, shoot it to us directly. Um, And if you have a request, by all means, if there's something that you were looking for, uh, maybe you want to try this summer, 
and you need a good recipe for it, uh, submit your request and we'll get Kyra on the case there. Yes. So, um, again, recipes from Kyra's Kitchen this morning to finish up the week. My wife, Kyra, thanks very much. You're welcome. Have a good Memorial Day. And that will finish up our podcast for today and wrap up the week. I thank all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. Remember, you can get all of the details on everything we talk about each day on the show at our webpage, of course, and that is goodmornings.net. No podcast on Monday for the Memorial Day holiday, so make it a good one and a safe holiday weekend. Until Tuesday morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. Catch you back here next week.